There's signs on almost every business that you want to go to. If you want to go out and eat, if you want to go out and do stuff, unless you're going to my favorite gun range, you're going to be required to wear a mask to walk through the door. So if we don't want them to require some proof of vaccination before you're allowed to walk through the door, then we need to fight a little earlier. We need to choose right now and say, we've had enough. It's been over 300 days of 15 days to slow the spread or flatten the curve, and it's time to be done. Hello, everyone. Thank you for checking out the podcast. This is Right All Week, and I am Dave. And if you would like to interact with me on any of the social media networks that includes traditional and the new emerging, please use the username at Right All Week. And while you're there, please do follow or subscribe, like and share. I appreciate that uh, very much. If you're listening to a podcast, please do the same thing. Watching the videos, if I'm still at YouTube, please do the same thing, especially the sharing part there, because, you know, we'd like to see what we can do to reach some more individuals with some of our thoughts here, those of us who agree with the right, that is. So I just want to do a quick update today on two key issues that are currently taking what I think should be getting a lot of coverage in the news anyway. So I want to talk about a quick little election update and a little bit about COVID, specifically the PCR testing. So uh, let's go ahead and do them in that order. So first of all, with respect to the election, I did address in a previous video talking about the different kinds of cases that we're facing right now and the issues that are trying they're trying to address in the courts. And I said specifically, I thought that Rudy Giuliani had a better chance at having some sort of success than uh, Sidney Powell was because we just don't really have the time. I don't believe, I mean, we're looking at a certification supposed to be happening here in like a week or so. I don't think there's enough time to really dig into the necessary details with respect to the Dominion and all that. Uh, long term, I think it's important, but I don't think we have the time for that right now. So here's what's happening. Now we have Texas and a few other states that are coming together. I, I Just before I started this video, I saw uh, some announcements by some folks online. Perhaps Florida is even going to get involved, which would be great. But uh States going after other states, specifically in this case, which is really kind of where it needed to go. Uh, I will confess I'm a little disappointed that it took as long as it did. It's been over a month since we had our national election, since people were out there casting votes. And here we are. It's like a week plus into December. And we finally have somebody going after the main thing. So here's what's up with Texas and all the other states going after uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. Uh, they're going after the primary, more important issues. They're basically saying, hey, look, we've got people in other states who have violated the Constitution, they've broken the law, and we need to address that because without consequence, then everybody else who did follow the law with respect to the Constitution and how votes are supposed to be held, then everybody else suffers because we didn't impose a consequence on somebody else when they violated the constitutional law. So that's really where it needs to go. That's what we have to address. We have to talk about some important questions about what the laws are with respect to the voting and the idea that, yes, states get to do their own version of that. But then, OK, well, what is a vote? How are we going to define that both nationally and then as far as the state goes? And then the rules that they're allowed to do and who gets to decide these things and who enforces these things when they're decided because we know that we had different situations in different locations, whether some places it was legislature, some places it was judges, some places it was supervisors of elections, and sometimes they're literally making new decisions in the process while things are happening. And we're making new decisions, new criteria, we're going after things. And so this is why I said before, it's all about justice, it's all about equal opportunity, equal representation in the booth, in the vote, straight across the nation, and had the application of equal criteria. So this is what needs to happen. These are the questions we need to address. And uh, for both of these issues, I do want to 
encourage you to do what you can to help. So I know that there are some places that are trying to organize rallies and such. If you're there and you could participate, that's a good idea. Also do what you can to help these things get some FaceTime out there because we know the media is not interested. The media wants to just keep on pretending like there was no shenanigans, there's nothing to see here, it's president-elect, even though technically the certification hasn't happened yet and the uh, the House and the Senate haven't met and done the, the necessary steps that are required. That stuff doesn't usually happen until January, so that's why it's usually the presumptive, but in this case, they're skipping the presumptive and doing everything that they can to make Joe Biden look legit, make him look official, make it look like this is the real results and this is what you need to accept when in fact none of the things that make him who they say he is none of those things have happened yet and they're ignoring the things that might uh, you know contradict that so do what you can to help get the information out there and maybe in some other states that haven't joined in yet uh, see what you can do to contact some officials and say hey I think we need to we need to get involved in this it's very important you know just Drop uh, some phone calls, send some emails, hit the people in your local representative there. And uh, I'm going to recommend you do the same thing with issue, with issue number two, because down here where I live in Florida, I have an excellent governor who's been handling things like nobody else is. And it's important now that we go ahead and revisit something that was covered in videos months ago. It was originally covered in the band video, if you've been following me that long. Uh, so talking about the cycle threshold, the PCR when they're testing. And if you didn't see it then, I'll just explain real quickly. You, you get your sample and then you zoom in like a magnifying glass. And the more times they zoom, the more times they magnify, that's the number that they're talking about when they say cycle threshold or PCR. Now we've got studies all throughout the years. It's like, again, special 2020, nothing counts. We have to do it all over again. We've got no history in virology or immunology or any of the rest of that. New, all new science, but that's okay because even this year, some scientists from well-respected places like, I don't know, Oxford have come right out and specifically said cycle thresholds with a higher number than 30 you're not really talking about somebody who's actually an infectious, contagious, sick person. We shouldn't be saying these results are positive. And our own CDC had something similar to say way back, and they said, you know, 32. So anything above 30 or 32 at the most, it's a fake positive. It's not a real, this person's not contagious, this person's not going to be manifesting illness and getting other people sick. So these cycle thresholds that are being reported all across the country, well above 30, well above 32, some of them as high as 40, which is crazy how many times they're zooming in to try to see what is known as an artifact. Basically, you know, just a, a teeniest, tiniest little molecule with relation to COVID specifically. So they're trying to get as many positives, which of course is a part of the whole program because we want people to be afraid, because we want people to continue to capitulate and cooperate with all of their tyrannical measures that they're disguising as mitigation efforts. That's really what it is. So down here in Florida though, we have a governor who said, well, if you're gonna report a positive in the labs here, then we need to see what was the PCR? What was your cycle threshold? How many times did you zoom in before you decided this was a COVID positive person? So it would be good if this same thing was happening elsewhere across the country. So if you're still somebody who wants to be interested in, hey, how can I help this? Well, you can get involved in this as well. You can share the information, go online, find it. There's a New York Times thing about this. New York Times 
I actually wrote about this previously. I've got it linked in a previous video. If I can, I'll put it in this one again. All right, so they talked about it. And of course, there's Oxford talking about it. That's much more current. So share that information and then be, again, contacting your local representatives and say, can we do this? I don't know if you've got the ability to control, you know, get a hold of the labs or the health department in your own state or in your own county and find out what they're doing. That would probably be good. And then you could, again, when you contact your representative, say, why? Can you, maybe you can ask why, you know, ask them to do their job representing you and finding out why they're doing this to us. That would be good. You could do that everywhere all across the nation. It's really important that we do it. And I'm going to say, this is an important time to do things like that. I don't think that we're going to have a whole lot of time left before the tyrannical quote unquote mitigation efforts get transformed into things that are a bit more invasive. Yes. Uh, by whatever grace, whatever measure, whatever, I don't, I'm not going to talk about the how true, how real, how safe the vaccine is, but I think the more important argument is autonomy. Whether or not you have the right to decide for yourself whether you need a 95% effective vaccine with several known side effects to protect you from a virus with a 99.7 to 99.99 nine, seven survival rate. Okay. So if you want to be able to make that decision for yourself, then this is the kind of uh, action that you need to take now to protect you from that. I'm not suggesting that all of the governors or all the mayors or all the municipalities across the country are going to come out and say, everybody's going to be required to have a vaccine because you know what? That's not really happening right now. In fact, there's mask mandates pretty much everywhere, but they're not mandated by your local governing bodies. They're mandated by the businesses. So it's going to be businesses. Oh, I want to go to a theme park. Well, have you had your vaccination yet? Oh, I guess I can't go to that theme park. I want to go see a movie, assuming the movie theaters uh, recover and come back. But maybe you won't be allowed to go into a movie theater without a vaccine. Some evidence that you've got it. What about dining out? What about travel? I mean, I'm sure the airplanes are going to be a pretty big deal about this. Oh, we've got to protect everyone. you got to get a vaccine. And the proof of that is right here in my own hometown, right here in my, our own backyard. Those of us who are living in Florida, we actually have rules from our governor. There is no enforcement allowed for any municipal governing, any county, no mandates are being, they've got nothing that they can do, but there's signs on almost every business that you want to go to. If you want to go out and eat, if you want to go out and do stuff, unless you're going to my favorite gun range, you're going to be required to wear a mask to walk through the door. So if we don't want them to require some proof of vaccination before you're allowed to walk through the door, then we need to fight a little earlier. We need to choose right now and say, we've had enough. It's been over 300 days of 15 days to slow the spread or flatten the curve, and it's time to be done. It's time to return to normal life. And it's crazy that we've got somebody looking, oh, Mr. quote-unquote President-elect Biden, talking about something that's still over a month away from now. He somehow has clairvoyance. He can look in the future and he can see, you know what? In January, we're still going to have to do 100 days of masking nationwide. No, I don't think so. That's just the beginning if we don't stop it. So that's my encouragement. I'm inviting you to participate, you know, because you know, resistance to these tyrants, uh, you know, we've got to obey the Lord more than we have to obey these guys. And I can't uh, go, I'm not going to go into like a big theological thing now because I want to keep this thing short. But just the idea that more than obedience to men, which in this case, these men are dehumanizing people and doing whatever they can to put us under their thumb and enforce their agendas, which... If we break down their agendas, they're very ungodly, very unrighteous. So it becomes incumbent upon us to do what we can 
to thwart their intentions and once again restore liberty and righteousness to our nation. So of course pray for all these people, pray for your neighbors and for your family and then uh, make some phone calls, send some emails, share some uh, articles that you find on the web. These will all be good ideas. I thank you if you finished the podcast. I really appreciate it. I would also appreciate it again if you would share and if you come back looking for more. Once again, my name is Dave and this is Right All Week and this is where we talk about what's right, how it's right, and why it matters. (laughs) 